Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up, Auto Thoughts and Deceptive Clowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm your other host, Nero. We had a couple episodes tonight. Lot of lot of stuff going on about unholy fusions of man and machine. Very true. These are kind also of some of the most like filler ass episodes. Nothing. We've had yeah, so these far. were nothing episodes. Okay, I'm glad you agree with me because. Survival were... of the Fittest was definitely better than Headmaster. You know, the, it's funny, right? I think well, one of them has Grimlock in it, so it's automatically better. Yeah, and also Meltdown, and I like to hear Peter Stormare, um, and I like to hear Fanzone say Ninja Nerve Blows. Uh, yeah, so we watched Survival of the Fittest and Headmaster. Um, we, let's just get right into it. There's no reason to beat around the bush here. But exciting season finale next week so those will be nice juicy episodes at least yes much better episodes um but yeah not next week because we're taking the week after this recording comes out off well, ne- because ne- yeah next time you hear us we'll be talking about the yeah. season finale yes so first up here is survival of the fittest it is uh, episode 12 and we start off here with Prowl teaching sorry ninja nerve blows. Yeah, it's kind of like if Spock was in Naruto. Why did they think this will be useful at all? I mean, I guess presumably they're... Alright, so the, the justification is that after the Blitzwing and Lugnut showed up last time uh, looking for sorry, they want her to be able to protect herself. Now I ask you this, Optimus... Why would it do? How? Why would this matter against a Decepticon? I just, well, I just don't think it's a. Ver- I just don't think it's a very good course of action. I guess, I guess the theory is, for the most part, that it's not Decepticons, like because they've only fought Decepticons twice. That's true. I guess if the angry Archer stepped up, then I guess you could kick him. Um, yeah, but. Now here's here's the problem with that. Normally most of those guys are not after her key. Most of them do not know or care about it. No, that is that is true, but also I think it's less about I mean, you don't want this accidentally falling into their hands either. No, you definitely don't want the key falling into someone's hands, say the the guy who shows up in the next episode we're talking about. Definitely don't want it in his hands. Right. So and then you get like guys like that, for example. Right. You know. Regardless, they're trying to teach her kicks. They're trying to teach her, like... Street smarts. Yeah. They're, this she, is they're... the episode where they try to do the John Mulaney street smarts bit, and it just backfires wildly. She does go to a second location. Um, she is taken to a second location. Uh, she, Yeah, they're trying to teach her to do, like, Liu Kang's fucking kick, basically. Like, just flying kick across the screen. Uh, but it's, you know, it's 
not working all that great. You won't, yeah, you won't believe this, but she sucks at it because she's a 12-year-old with no martial arts training. Actually, they never get a, we get a can age for her. Apparently, she's eight. I always thought she was supposed to be a little older than that, but I guess not. She's I just mean, very it's, precocious. It's that uh, Tara Strong touch. Yeah, it's, it's being raised in isolation by a weird robotics magnate. And also nothing else weird about her. No, nope, it's normal girl. Um, it's the autism. <laughs> so, yeah, but as we said, so after this, uh, you know, they, they, they just, you know, they're talking about teaching her to defend herself. And then later that night, she gets abducted by Swoop. Whoops. Oh, well. Yeah, which is discovered when uh, some yes. duck is like, it's time for our nightly ritual bedtime snack, I guess. Yeah, I guess we don't see that. Uh, we don't see that it's swoop at first. But yeah, Sumdak brings her milk and cookies and finds her room empty and immediately. Because I calls... guess every night is Christmas and she's Santa Claus. Listen, she's a spoiled brat. We know this. Um, but yeah, he calls the police and the Autobots to figure out what the hell what happened here. I gotta say, okay, yeah, yeah. So everyone is immediately mobilizing, and I have to say, like. Fanzone's kind of an MVP in this episode. Yeah, this is our first Fanzone-focused episode, and he rules in it. <laughs> this is the Fanzone Fanzone. It is. Uh, first first thing I love about him in this episode, his fucking ro- gigantic brick rotary cell phone. Yeah, he's using, like, a cell phone from the 80s. Like, this thing is giving him radiation poisoning. Absolutely. It's giving him cancer. And, and that's why he this, hates machines. And even this fucking ancient cell phone, he still struggles to use. Yeah, this is why he hates machines. This is actually a very funny scene. I will give it to them, where he's he communicates with one of his officers who's in the field. And I can't remember, but they're like, you need to transfer to someone else. And he tries five times to transfer <laughs> it. And every time it just goes back to the officer going, still me, sir. Still me, sir. Yeah. Still me, sir. Yep. And eventually he just... <laughs> and uh yeah he just he just freaks out on it prowl comes up and goes like you know there's no need to be a technophobe fan zone and fan zone goes technophobe means someone who's afraid of machines does this look like fear to you and he just like destroys this cell phone this i I can't believe they used the word technophobe it had this whole thing about it it's like oh this is the homophobe argument awesome great (laughs) um and prowl just goes my mistake sir uh, have a great day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, b- before we go more into the episode, I just want to say again that like this is like Vanson is an MVP because he like genuinely cares about Sari in like a really empathetic way for like the viewer. Yeah. Uh, to see, like like for the viewer, he is by far the person. And I think again, like there's uh, obviously Fanzone is a like comic relief character for the most part, but there is. And maybe it's just because he hates technology so much, but there is such a humanity to him um, that we really get to see in this episode. And he's a way better dad in this episode than some Dak is within the entire series. Oh, absolutely. Um, that he he just cares about people so much. So when we get like these few moments of him not being comic relief, it is actually like incredibly compassionate and empathetic writing um yeah i quite like fanza and the first bit of that you get here is when when he's talking to the autobots about what they were doing last night when sorry was hanging out with them and balka's like oh you know normal shit uh hanging out 
teaching Ninja Nerve blows, watching cartoons, and Fantone's like, wait, what? I'm sorry, what was that last one? Yeah, he's like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna call CPS on you guys. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, she shouldn't be around any of you. Ever. Yeah. yeah, he's like, this all seems exceedingly dangerous for an eight-year-old girl. Um, and I guess I can't really tell him that, like, well, she was chosen by our god, which is a, a cute, like, a dodecahedron under the bottom of Lake Erie to carry this key, and, you know, it's a whole deal. He's not gonna buy any of that. Um, but this is when Optimus spots on, on the, uh, on the, on the security monitor here yeah. that it's Swoop who grabbed her, and, and he goes... Wait, is that one of the Dinobots? I wonder what happened to those guys. And you just see both Prowl and Bulkhead in the background tugging at their collars like, Ugh. Yeah, they are they are whistling very innocently. And they're like muttering to each other like, oh, We should probably go check on the Dinobots since we moved them to that island. And Fanzone overhears this and goes, Say, I smell a lead. Well, he's just like, I don't trust these motherfuckers as far as I can throw them and I can't even pick them up, so... So they yeah, so they, they sneak out to Dinobot Island with Fanzone in tow in a very cramped submersible. Which he uh, drowns in, by the way. Yeah, he does die. Fanzone does He does die. <laughs> he does die. You know that whole scene from Armada about Atlantis, about how close these kids were to drowning in Armada? That's just happens to Fanzone, but he dies for real. Yeah, he's fine though. Um just like Starscream. <laughs> Just like Starscream. Again, we're going to get to it next episode. But um, if I had a time someone existed as a disembodied a nickel for every time someone existed as a disembodied head in this uh, series, I'd have three nickels, which isn't a lot. But it's weird that it happened three times. It happens a lot. Um, but yeah, so Prowl and Bulkhead get to the island and immediately Prowl sees signs that someone else has been here. By signs, I mean a gigantic melted footprint. I wonder who that who that could be. <laughs> I wonder who that is. Yeah, so at first, like, Bulkhead's like, look, it's tracks. And Prowl's like, that's more than tracks. That is goop. Yeah. Also, Bulkhead is like, I knew we shouldn't have trusted these fucking Dinobots. We should have let some that melt them down. They're no good. I'm going to smash them to pieces. Like, Bulkhead is fully ready to say, yeah. fuck the Dinobots. And I Prowl... Can't- I can't still... believe it's the fucking cop who's like, freedom is the right of all sentient beings. Very unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Animated Prowl is not as much of a cop as many of his other incarnations are, despite the fact no, that he's No, of course. It's a sliding... Literally... Yeah. It's a sliding scale of cop, but he is still a cop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Prowl is just like, it doesn't make any... It, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Why would they do this? There's literally no reason for them to do this. Um, so they're, they're wandering the island, they, they, they pull away the hollow projected forest and notice, guess what? Dinobots are gone. Whoops. Uh, so they, yeah, they're, they're around somewhere. This is when, so Fanzone has been quote unquote secretly trailing them, uh, because the reason he drowns in that submersible is he's trying to take down his periscope and yeah. just breaks open the top of his submarine. Killing him instantly. Yeah, but he's he's on the island, um, and he he also he almost dies again because he steps in because he gets Donkey Konged. He does. I I love this by the way because because Prowl and Bulkhead go, oh shit, watch out for that quicksand, and and Bulkhead's like, yeah, only a real fucking idiot would fall into that shit, and immediately, 
<laughs> well, they throw a barrel at him. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's how he gets. That's what I meant by him getting Donkey Kong. They throw a barrel at him. Oh yeah, they like throw, they throw it over his over their shoulder. Yeah, um, they don't know they're doing it, but they throw a barrel over their shoulder as like Fanzone is climbing up this cliff behind them, and it know. like knocks him into the quicksand. Um. We get to see Sorry and Meltdown. Surprise, it's Meltdown. Uh, um, here for a bit. Rhodes, Colossal Rhodes is also here, um, which we get to hear more of Tom Kenny doing the world's smallest <laughs> voice. Yeah, what uh, are you doing there, boss? Because for the most part in this episode, Colossal Rhodes does not actually Hulk out. No, he doesn't. He, he keeps being prevented from doing it. But yeah, so... Uh, Meltdown has the Dinobots working for him, uh, for through some like mechanism we don't know yet as the audience, but we will sh- uh, shortly. Uh, yeah, he has sorry here because like obviously he's taking revenge on Sundak, and you know, frankly, I guess I did forget about like yeah, the human supervillains don't know about her key, but they do know about her dad, and they all basically hate him. Yeah. It turns out Sundak's not a great dude. <laughs> He's like Iron Man, where all of his villains are like people he has fucked over in the past. Um, but yeah, so but Meltdown is watching Fanzone and the Autobots from his fucking lair, and he goes, "Ah, time time to go out and meet them." Uh, after he sends the Dinobots out there first, uh, and then Sorry hits Colossus Rhodes. Oh, I, I do. Oh, yeah. This is what I was gonna say. Is yeah, like before I, we leave this scene, I do want to talk about what Sorry says at the end here. Yeah, I, I gotta go potty, and he just goes again. Well, what she says to her is like, so they're going on, and like, like you know. Oh yeah, they, uh, yeah, oh, wait, yeah. Wait, well, wait, wait, like, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's um, he's with an eight-year-old girl. That's right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, um, uh, Meltdown's going on and on about their grand plan and at the end of it Rhodes turns to Sari and goes so what do you say to that and Sari says I need to go potty (laughs) (laughs) and he's like what again and she says verbatim I'm a little girl it's what we do (laughs) so the Dinobots jump out of the forest to attack the Autobots and Prowl immediately does the thing from the Jurassic World movies he's like hang on and he I know exactly what to do here. The Dinobots trust me, and he puts his hands out. Well, it, don't they see? I feel like they see the Dinobots. No, they they, see the, they attack the Dinobots first. Attacking. Well, they, yeah. they they like jump out of the forest. Then first Prowl tries to intervene. Then they start beating the shit out of them uh, because they don't because Pro, because Prowl's word doesn't really mean much right now. But yeah, because what happens here is Grimlock just doesn't react to prowl at all basically all three of them start trashing stuff uh prowl eventually gets picked up by swoop which is where oh, he right. notices that swoop has acid burns on his leg um and so you kind of put together that, oh meltdown is, is using pain to kind of corral the dino wants into doing his dirty work oh actually wait before before all of this happens um Bulk. That's what happens. Bulkhead and Prowl find see Fanzone in the quicksand. Yeah they, yeah, they just pull him out of the quicksand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're all together at this. Yeah, point. they're all, they're all here, and Fanzone is basically on the same page as Bulkhead with like, I don't know, these Dinobots. If they fucking kidnap Sar, then basically we should probably melt them down. Um, 
and Prowl is still on the like. He's basically like, it makes no damn sense. It compels me though. But yeah, this is when he sees the 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 acid burns on Swoop. He begins to realize things. Uh, this then they all like flee from the Dinobots, but they kind of get backed into a corner. Uh, they hit a dead end. I do like when like Fanzone and Bulkhead are talking together. It's basically like they're like the Dinobots are are evil or whatever, and it's basically like the troll two. They're eating her, and then they're going to eat us. Oh, oh my god. god. Exactly. Uh, so this is when I, I I need to talk about. It's not in this scene. It's in the next one. But we need to talk about something that Meltdown says in this episode because it's been rattling around in my brain since I watched it. Um, yeah, Meltdown greets them. I can't this... imagine what it is. I even know about something else he says, but yeah, no, it's not in this one. It's it's in it's when they're he's talking to them in, in the underground arena. But like he that's he has that's what I think. Okay, yeah. that's what I think. I think yeah, we're talking yeah. about the same thing because I'm. He's basically like, ah, hello, it's me, Meltdown. Uh, and the Dinobots are like cowering in front of him when he when he reveals himself and, and Prowl. Every, all three of them, Prowl, Fanzen, and Bulkhead are like, you sick fuck. Uh, because he's like, well, you know, guess what? I took sorry because I hate Isaac Sumdak. And also, looking at all of you Autobots doing your transforming thing made me think, what if I can make a human transformer? Yeah, it's fucked. And I say, I have, maybe you should go find Black Arachnia. She might know something about that, but I don't know if she want to talk to you. Um, yeah. Well, before he, he gets to that point of it, he, like, starts monologuing. Then Bulkhead, like, tries to attack him. Yeah, and, and immediately he dies. <laughs> yeah, and then Bulkhead gets killed with acid. Um, shot to forgetting. the heart <laughs> yeah, and meltdowns to blame. <laughs> Bro, he does one thing. He's got one thing, and it's super corrosive acid that melts your Autobots. You forgot. You forgot about that, didn't you, Bulkhead? Yeah, and as Prowl and Fanzone, like, go to help him, Meltdown's like, check this shit out. Remote control trap! That's classic fucking trap Trap door. door. By the way, how do, you know, they never explain how he got out. (laughs) Because the last time we saw him, he was in a piss orb. It's, listen, it's it's like uh, Arkham Asylum, just a revolving door. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so it is, so Bulkhead is left dead up on the surface. Yeah. Um, and it is Prowl and Fanzone together down in the secret la- lair where- In the fucking Rancor pit. Yeah, where Meltdown is like, hey, have you guys heard about human transformers? Um, they're the hot new thing hitting the market. Uh, check out these fusions I made. And he, like, <laughs> talks about his, like, first... And he shows these, like, terrible Full Metal Alchemist chimeras. Um, and, and they're all awful. And he goes, that one, she was my lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Which the, is awful. Yeah, so... who? Yeah, so these... So, yeah, he shows us these two things. So, fun fact about these guys... They are based off of two of the pretenders from G1, who are the, like, Transformers who have the organic outer shell. Uh, in particular, the bat thing is Bomb Burst, and the f- the fish guy is Submarauder. No one cares about the pretenders. You don't have to Nobody either. cares about the pretenders. I do think they look cool, though, especially the Decepticon ones, because they're all weird monster guys. Um... 
But yeah, apparently Bombers used to be his lawyer. Um, and he and then he goes like, yeah, they didn't. Obviously, they didn't take too well to the experimentation. But then I realized my mistake. They were too old, so I'm going to inject Sari with transformation genes and see was see what happens. Um, and it's and he's like, because it's a bonus. Not only do I get to test out my hypothesis, I also get to hurt my my the 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 piece of shit who's barely fit to lick the dirt off my platform shoe and then i'm a freak and i love torturing little girls and then he turns around and goes boogaloogaloogaloo yes what <laughs> like boom da yada boom da yada boom da yada it's amazing it's like he's not some deck isn't fit to lick the fucking dirt off my platform shoe boogaloogaloogaloo and that that just that just stuck with me. This is what do you, you know, bet he just like improv that? Oh yeah, he just he just got the rhythm in him. You know, I mean he's mm-hmm. he, he's it's that that suit is not just for style. He's got the spirit of disco in there. <laughs> but yeah, he's like I'm. Gonna, he literally goes like I I'm gonna experiment on this little girl, and if it, it's a success, she'll be a human transformer. And if it's not, well, at least I'll have another big monster thing to uh, command around. Anyway, monologue over. Die now. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Uh, yeah, so he's like, he's like, uh, have fun with my horrific FMA chimeras. Um, I'm gonna go make another one out of your little friend, and leaves them to the horrific monsters. And so Prowl and Fanzone get to do like a fucking cool team up fight. Fanzone is literally just punching these things. He rules in I this mean- episode. He is large, and his fists are like this twice the size of his head. So yeah, I bet being punched by him would hurt. Yeah, I listen. I hate to love a cop, but damn, if, he, if he's not, he, if he's not the coolest shit in this episode, he's a charming guy. He's a fun character. But yeah, he and Prowl are like they're they're holding their own here against these things. But eventually, like you know, these guys have some crazy stamina on account of being horrible chimera monstrosities um so they they kind of get backed into a corner meanwhile in the in the potty yeah sorry does sorry's trick yeah so he she uses toilet based deception to trick colossus Rhodes into getting a swirly she like she like tricks it she's like there's something wrong with the toilet can you come look at it and when he looks into it she uses the key to like explode the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Which shuts down. Apparently, okay. I have a problem, Meltdown. How come your hyper powerful genetic steroid injectors don't work if they get wet? Bro, that's like. Waterproofing is like number one thing that you gotta do, right? Like, that's step one if you're making this stuff. True. Especially because he wanted to sell this to people as like foot soldiers. Like, well, you actually, think- as we found out last time, he tried to do this, making it resistant to uh, not uh, shuriken is step one. That's true. I guess now he's gonna have like, all right, so first shuriken. Next, I got to figure out the sound thing. Third, water, yeah, he, I guess. he's clearly he's clearly just not. He's very figured, reactive. like thought about. Yeah, he's never not thought about any weaknesses whatsoever ever. <laughs> and that, you know, that's just the uh that's just the uh overconfidence of a white man. Well, he's green now. Um so but mostly he's Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> 
very, which is about as white as you get. Yeah, that, that, that is like that is like the the fucking transparent on the white scale. Um, sorry, shuts down for white like Swedes. The, Obviously, there are Swedes of color. Yes. Uh, so sorry, shuts down the laser grid, pinning Fanzone and Prowl in with the the beasties. And I love this. I love this thing where where Prowl just turns to Fanzone and goes, "Kick your legs out," and then he just swings Fanzone around. It's good. It's fucking Yakuza shit. It is. They did. A, they did a heat move together. Um, so they tell Sorry, like we got to go get to Bulkhead. He's fucking dying out there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I know we've been telling you for the past several episodes you got to stop using your key so much, but Bulkhead's dead. So well, to be we're fair, gonna need to be to... fair. This one is actually something she should use it on. No, exactly, of, like, exactly. Prowl's like, yeah, Prowl's like, but Bulkhead's dead, so we are gonna need you to use it. So they head on out there. And heal bulkhead. The uh, on the way out, meltdown tries to like you know do the thing where he closes all the bulkhead doors. Uh, Prowl does like a sick ninja slide under one of the doors. He also on the way out, um, Fanzone yeah. also finds like a suit, like a hazmat suit. I love that he literally just turns to the camera and goes, "This is a surprise tool that'll help us later." Yeah, um, and he he grabs one as well. Uh, before Prowl jettisons them out out before the door closes behind them. Yeah, and so the heel bulkhead, the Dinobots show up. Uh, but this is but well, actually, first meltdown shows up, but very quickly. Uh, big thanks to Sorry doing the flying kick to distract him. Uh, Fanzone and Prowl manage to like wrestle him into the the acid proof suit and tie him up i guess he hasn't learned to spit acid from his mouth yet yeah somehow prowl is able to like make contact with him yeah he without, kicks him in the face without dying he's using like um, he's using like a ninja technique that lets you kick someone without really touching him yeah it's like, the water walking technique you know yeah uh so then th- this is when the dinobots show up and they're, they're kind of slowly advancing and in meltdown's like you know, kill these motherfuckers uh but prowl's like wait look at this dude he can't hurt you anymore he has no power over you like you don't have to do what he says um so and grimlock's like real shit oh, oh for real so then they all transform but <laughs> and all, everyone is just sort of like well that's that 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 shouldn't be happening they okay. can do that <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, that can, this is, I, you know what? <laughs> they can, they transform now? Prowl is like, I told you these motherfuckers were sentient. I told you they were alive. And by the way, I love how all of them look. They all look, I, I love the they, Dinobots. They have, I would say, far and away, the coolest root modes of anyone in this show. Yeah, Grimlock looks great. I love how, like... Swoop looks amazing. Yeah, Swoop looks great. I love how Slug is just a fucking wide boy. He's just stocky and wide. And, of course... I think Slug's my least favorite out of the three, but, again, they all just look really good. Yeah. Uh, And all of them have, like, their their special weapons. Grimlock, of course, we saw the sword the first time he transformed, but Swoop has a big mace, and Slug has a gigantic club. And all three of them... Start advancing on Meltdown with the clear intent of killing him. And Prowl just turns to him and goes, So, we can either take you back to jail, or we can leave you here. With your with your, your pets to uh, to deal with you. And Meltdown and says, Jail, please. 
Yeah, I would. I would like to go to jail, please. Um, uh, but before that, that can happen. Turns out there's unfinished business because the horrible Camaros burst out. And, and Rhodes, all- who finally gets to be big for, for a very yeah a very small amount of time. And immediately the Dinobots turn around and look at them, and they're all like, oh, shit. And did you know, actually, that the Dinobots are all Johnny Storm? Because they go flame on. Yeah, all of their fucking weapons explode into flames. Then I love that it cuts to a wide shot of the island, and there's just a huge explosion. They killed that man. (laughs) Well, no, we we see that Rhodes is tied to the same mass as Meltdown. However, those two freaks, definitely dead. I mean, listen, it didn't stick, obviously, but Rhodes died. Yes. He got in, the- like, in many ways, in, like many other characters, he did die and he was fine about it. But that the, man died. The fucking steroid injectors brought him back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Death sticks well, I- very infrequently in this show, but lots of people do die. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love the, 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 the distant shot and just like huge explosions and screaming. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're they're back on the boat, and I love I love that Prowl and Bulkhead are like, uh, we should pro should we tell Prime about this now? Maybe, but Fanzone's like, I mean, if they just stay here, that's Fanzone, fine. You know how like real recognize real cop recognize yes. cop, um, <laughs> and F- Fanzone's like, I got you with the union. Don't worry. <laughs> God, literally though, but yeah, he's just like you know he and he and Prowl have the things like not bad for a machine. Probably is like yeah. not bad for a human. Yeah, we got we got the union. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, sorry, we are we are taking money from infrastructure. Meanwhile, sorry is still working on her ninja nerf blows. I just love I love hearing him say that in that fucking voice. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. So that that's survival of the fittest. Uh, you know the. R.I.P. to those weird pretender throwbacks, I guess, but the Dinobots are just built different. Literally. Um, yeah, ripped to them, but they're different. <laughs> Literally so, ripped to them, but they're different. So on to Headmaster. So there's a few things about this episode that are interesting. First of all, new it's villain. Bad. First of all, it's it's not good. It's it's interesting, right? Because I feel like head, the Headmaster is one of the show's more iconic villains, but for his second and third appearances, not this one. It's also one of the more, like, interesting concepts to have been brought over from G1. Yeah, they do it very differently here. So, yeah, number one, new villain, new guest voice. Now, unlike the rest of them, this guy is not really a an actor, per, per se. He's Well, okay, he is an actor, but yeah. not like a Peter Stormare type. He is a, like, voice actor is, is around who is around. His, yeah, his name is Alexander Polinsky, and he basically has just, like, a huge list of roles that no one has ever heard of. Well, you've heard of one of them. Guess who he was on Teen Titans? I give you, I give you three guesses as to what reoccurring villain he was on Teen Titans. Oh yeah, no, I did see this. He is control freak. Freak, yeah, on he's Teen Titans. Con- yeah. And, you know, he's just around uh, in various places. He was Jimmy Olsen on Brave and the Bold. He was somebody named Argit. On the various Ben 10 properties? I don't know who that is. He He's most well known for a sitcom? Yeah, he was like a sitcom kid probably back in the day, because this was the 80s. Uh, the, the, he was in Charles in Charge. Yeah, that's the one. That's what he apparently... This is a show I've literally never heard of, but... It's probably his biggest like live action 
uh, television role. But other than that, he is just... I mean, they probably got him because he's been on a lot of shows that uh, people like Derek J. Wyatt worked on. So, like, they probably knew him. Like I said, a huge list a huge list of roles that you've just never heard of. Second interesting thing about this episode. So, most of the episodes of Transformers Animated are animated by a, a uh, studio called Mook. Who I believe are a Korean studio. Yes, they are. They are a Korean animation studio. However, some of them are animated by uh, one called the Answer Studio, um, and this is a Japanese-based uh, studio. They, they've they've been around for a very long time, um, but I have definitely noticed that. Omuki is actually also Japanese, um, but I definitely noticed that a lot of the more, shall we say, limited animation episodes of this show have been Answer Studio. Uh, they did Sound and Fury, they did Thrill of the Hunt, they did Nanosec, all of which haven't looked particularly good. I will be honest with you, listeners, I did not notice like a huge... I definitely, myself? I definitely noticed a like it. It it was for one thing. It is the the animation in this episode is extremely jerky and stuttery. Like it's weird. It's very weightless. I mean, there's a bit where Bulkhead crashes through a wall, and it is one of the funniest looking anim- uh, run cycles we've seen of, of of the shows we've covered. It is outrageously bad looking. Like. I guess it's it's not necessarily a huge dip in terms of the animation quality, but it's definitely noticeably like... I mean, there's a lot of other weird things, too. For instance, Fanzone wears a trench coat in this episode. Yeah, he's getting a little Columbo with it. That he never wears anytime else. I think maybe this was an old design of Fanzone because his eyes are also way squintier. So, like... Maybe there was an old design that would have a little more Columbo mode. Yeah. That they did end up going with. Yeah. I mean, again, not all these these episodes were probably animated in order. No, so. no they were not. Uh, but yeah, the studio answer is eventually they they split with uh, they split duties with Mook for seasons one and two, but Mook uh, animated all of season three. And from what I remember, season three looks very consistently good. So you know. I'm not saying that the answer studio is like dog shit or whatever. I'm just saying they the the episodes of this show that they made have are definitely the ones that like aren't great visually. Um I'm just saying that they're dog shit. I'm just saying that they're a bunch of talentless hacks. No. Um so we I could off, animate circles around them personally. <laughs> I could do better on my by, by myself on my own. I'm gonna reanimate this whole episode. <laughs> So we start off uh, in the middle rewards. of. <laughs> we start off in the middle of Batman Forever um, with Henry Mass. Okay, some deck has hired a new employee, Hubert Fire Emblem. <laughs> Do not be cruel to my boy Hubert. He would never be this cringe in this particular way. Oh, first of all, absolutely he would. But second of all, this this I'm sorry, but this is Hubert Fire Emblem. <laughs> No, this is Lorenz. This is Lorenz. He has purple hair. I refuse. You know, no, but yes, he. It's purple, but it's it's Hubert style. Sorry. He would never do this. He would never <laughs> say. He would never say total ownage. 
it would kill him to say that. But the yeah. Drew Presta class gamers. Uh, so Henry Masterson. Now nah, this this interaction reaches a lot of concerning questions about some DAC systems. So first of all, this guy is like, I'm a huge fan of you. I, I'm here to unveil my new my new invention to you, Mr. Sumdeck. You're my idol. Here's this uh, machine that you can use to pilot warbots. So number one, warbots are common enough that they have a name, like a, like a colloquial name. Number two, what Sumdeck says is not Sumdeck Industries will, Sumdeck Systems does not make warbots once he eventually tells Masterson to knock it off. What he says is... I keep having to tell my employees that we don't make military technology. We only make police brutality technology. Yeah, now, Mr. Sumdak, Mr. Sumdak, Professor Sumdak, I have a question. I'm raising my hand here. Why do you make the Ed 209 robots for the police, but not warbots? What's the difference, really? And also, why do your employees keep making warbots? Well, you know, it's like, like, um,. Carcinogenization. That it's <laughs> robotics engineers eventually end up making a machine. Yeah, they kill. just keep end up making more machines, no matter what they try to do. But okay, so master. So first of all, Masterson brought a live missile to this demo, and he fires it at Detroit. Listen, he said, "Go big or go home." He did. Uh, so then we cut to bulkhead. Go him or destroy home. We cut to Bulkhead, who's dealing with the fucking paparazzi, um, who are like, why are you so big and ugly and stupid and destructive? And Bulkhead I need goes, to be clear. I need to be clear that the paparazzi in question is also a robot. Yes, he is. He <laughs> That's is a, a really bot. important thing to know. Um, circuit, what happens. circuit is gagging. God. So, yeah, the, the news bot is like, why are you so big and stupid and ugly and destructive? And Bulkhead just goes, I thought this was going to be an interview about the side of me that isn't destructive and it's like sensitive and stuff and and not circuit is like tell me bulkhead have you considered the collateral cost of your bumbling idiocy and bulkhead accidentally tears his arm off which like to be fair the microphone is built into your arm like don't do that um but bulkhead's like come on guys i don't mean to do all that stuff in fact i'm a really sensitive soul once you get to know me and then optimus calls in and says hey bulkhead there's a missile about to hit detroit yeah, I'm an artiste, and I'll prove it to you after I destroy this weapon of mass destruction. So he destroys the missile along with the street that he's on, um, and also scars a young child for life by accidentally crushing this news bot. By the yeah. way, that child is uh, is Daniel from G1. <laughs> Daniel Whitwicky. Perfect. Um, yeah, what do we feel about the rights of this sentient being? Because I'm pretty sure... That robot could think. Well, I mean, it's just like Tudorbot. He'll be fixed up tomorrow, right? Tudorbot mm-hmm. gets blown up in every episode. I mean, he gets... Listen, Tudorbot uh, got a brief reprieve. He uh, gets listen, more crimes done to him in this episode. This is different than Tudorbot. Tudorbot doesn't have opinions. That's true. This newsbot has clear opinions. Yeah, no, Bulkhead did do a manslaughter here. Um, but, you know, they're... They're state-recognized vigilantes beyond the reach of law, so what are you going to do? That is true. Yeah, no, they they got that police union. You're right. So, yeah, by the way, Sundak fired Masterson, obviously. Um, Release the body cam footage to see if it does shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bulkhead, I'm going to teach you an, an ancient ninja technique called taping over the body cam. So, I, I'm really glad I have this podcast to talk about the police the way I do, because I would have, there RDJ voice, there would be federal agents outside my house <laughs> so, if I did it on any other forum. We're back at base, and Bulkhead's pretty bummed about all of this. Um, and But Sari's like, hey, have you considered art? Have you considered doing something creative? And the first two she, 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 she suggests are like, was it cooking and something else that robots can't do? Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but like, regardless, Bulkhead responds with, there's nothing I can do with these big meaty claws. These hands were made for crazy. He goes on the fucking- We need to get uh, Mr. Crimes in here. Absolutely. So, but I, I love, I, it's a classic, it's a stupid classic here, but I love her going, how about art? And he goes, who's art? You know, so, like Garfunkel some vaudeville shit but she i love so like he at first he like dot matrix prints a picture of the autobots after sorry explains what art is um and she goes no you're supposed to like make something cool uh you're supposed to like put a little more so, imagination into it so get fucked I do, andy warhol i do <laughs> yeah right <laughs> a pop art pop art die um I do want to paint, like, point out what a bleak picture of Cybertron this paints. No yes. music, as established by Soundwave. No art. Yeah, it's There's no nothing. Good. I mean, there's writing, but do we even think there's fiction? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we ever see any indication of that. Like, I mean, we do. Maybe we, that's why Optimus is so into, like, war videos and stuff, because it's the only, the only entertainment. I mean, I guess when your culture is literally entirely driven by a civil war that lasts for four million years or whatever. But it wasn't always that way. I imagine that most of the pre-war Cybertronian culture was, like, destroyed, right? Like, But gone. with the people from it, with it? Probably. Like, we have clear pe- Like, Ratchet was around before the war. Well, we don't know if he was around before the war. We know he was around during the war. We never, we we never know if we know ne- we don't I mean, know when the war started. He wasn't a spring chicken when the war started. No, so he he might have been around during the war. But like the the thing about the war in this kind of movie that it's so vague as to when it started that like it's and we don't know how old Megatron is either. He sounds pretty old. Like that is one thing. Yeah, but and this version of him at least is no artist. <laughs> No, so he's no poet. But but sorry, and Tutorbot teach Bulkhead what art is. So he begins doing some art, and honestly, you know, it's not bad. Some some sculpture, some painting. Very good uh, bit of him having Bumblebee strike a ridiculous pose. And it's then like he, he does the thing where he like points his thumb up to judge the distance, but then it reveals he's just been painting his thumb the whole time. Like part of this is also like. The iRobot scene where it's like, can you write a symphony? Can you? (laughs) (laughs) And I look, yeah, so Optimus is like, I don't get what the point of art is. You can't kill someone with art. Now hang Uh, on, Optimus. There's some pretty sharp sculptures you could probably hurt someone with out there. You know, don't worry about it. Ratchet is the one who's like, art's stupid. You can't save no one that it's fucking garbage. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe, maybe one of the things is that 
Cybertron became so utilitarian during the war that like they lost all that shit and they haven't quite gained it back yet. Whatever the case, it is bleak that there's just like no culture whatsoever on Cybertron. We do go to Cybertron a few times, and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily seem like the most vibrant of places uh, at the moment. So, no wonder in G one they leave Shockwave up there. (laughs) God, I love being boring, Lord Megatron. I'll just sit here for four million years doing nothing. You fucking bitches. <laughs> oh my god. That's what we need. One of these days, once we finish uh, G1 season one, I'm going to do SOS, uh, uh, all the uh, Dr. Smoove um, <laughs> videos once once we're done with uh, the major motion pictures as uh, in between. Yeah. So, but, but Paul can actually break something and like... You know, he's, he, ha- he has a, he has an, an artist's crisis where he's like, this is all garbage. I can never be an artist. And he, like, dramatically smashes all his paintings. And then Sari walks up and says, guess who got you a spot at a gallery? And Bulkhead Kool-Aid mans through a wall to escape the conversation. Yeah, he has, like, a nervous breakdown and then just Kool-Aid's out of oh, the wall. Oh, so- some things about the little montage of him learning what art is. First of all, I like the the progress of like up from normal paintbrushes to big paintbrushes to mop on billboard. Yeah. To which friends dress up and goes, "We got graffiti laws." Just like just like Disco Elysium. And this is the first time I noticed he was wearing a coat in this. I was like, "What the fuck? What is he wearing?" Um. The fuck is that? So this is when we cut to henry masterson playing rock'em sock'em robots with these headmaster units and he's like fucking lame ass some dag oh by the way um masterson is like a gamer he says shit like ownage and total noobs and shit it sucks to listen to it's bad it's no good um this was aged even in 2008 when this aired it is yeah he is literally like cringe fail it is unbearable to listen to him speak so bad um but he's like i need i uh, all right so i need to we'll discuss the details of his plan in a moment but for now what he says is he's going to make his own company to manufacture headmaster units and sell them to the government but he needs a robot body that can handle the mass of his headmasters and he looks at bulkhead on the tv so then we cut to Bulkhead sulking on. Yeah, the he's like, "I'm the- gonna make Rock'em Sock'em Warbots." Yep. So we cut to Bulkhead sulking on the street in the middle of the night, and he gets tased by the headmaster unit, and he wakes up. What uh, is that thing that he actually says when he's? Th- I think he calls it wicked sick. Yeah, his his wicked sick plan. Yeah. Great. Um, Terrible. I hate him so much. So he like I- I've said this a lot, but he truly is the guy who sucks. <laughs> And I think what the the other reason that the other episodes are better with him is that they those episodes understand that and are able to make more comedy of him being the worst guy. Well, I think this episode understands it. I think they just don't utilize it properly. Right. I mean, the the other thing about his second episode is that it involves Sentinel Prime, who is always funny to see bad things happen to. So like, yeah, two guys, help. two bad guys who go worse together. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, he steals bulkhead's entire body <laughs> bulkhead wakes up as a head on the floor 
Yeah, he, he he the last thing he hears before he dies. Can you imagine the last thing you hear before you die being total ownage? God, the worst. Anyway, he's had terrible crimes done to his body, yes. by which I mean had it removed. So Prime, Ratchet, and Prowl go to look for his body, and they leave the headless bulkhead with Bumblebee, who immediately starts making short jokes. He's got like... Yeah, this is good. He's this got part like a, I did like. He's got like a million years of short jokes to catch up on. <laughs> he's like, ah, he's looking like, up at me for a change, eh? And Bucket's like, please just kill me. Yeah, so he's like, oh, don't worry, I got you, little buddy. And Bulkhead's <laughs> like, what? And he's like, I guess you could say that you really look up to me. And Bulkhead's like, I'm going to murder you, actually. <laughs> and he puts he puts Bulkhead's head on like the top of a ladder, which is still shorter than him. And Bumblebee's like, now you know how I feel. And Bulkhead tries to retaliate, but instead he just off-balances himself and falls down the ladder, hitting every step on the way down. And he does like a bowling maneuver um but we warned you about the stairs we warned you about those ladders bro so bulkhead's like this is terrible not only did my body get hijacked but the art galleries tomorrow <laughs> so i love that everyone has really good priorities in the show yeah especially oh god i can't wait to get to masterson's fucking gigabrained plan in a minute here so Bumblebee basically decides to be his hands for a minute, and then he builds a pretty neat-looking sculpture, but then accidentally sets it on fire. Later, they just put Bulkhead on Tutorbot's body. Yet again, another crime done to Tutorbot. Well, th- before they go to uh, Tutorbot, like, Bumblebee puts him inside the art, and Bum- Bulkhead has a line about, like, you know, I've heard about being one with your art, but I think this is a little too far. <laughs> Bazinga. So, there, there's this bit where Sumdak tells the Autobots, no, yeah, it was definitely this, like, f- warmongering freak, Henry Masterson, who I fired but did not arrest, f- get, have arrested for shooting a missile at Detroit. Bro. Listen, listen, he's he's young, he's stupid. You know, we make mistakes when we're young. Some of us... Are Canada's prime minister and do blackface. You're just going to cancel an up-and-coming engineer for some guy almost nuking a major city? Come on. He's literally a minor and neurodivergent. (laughs) He's like 35 or something. Yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah. So, Sundeck tells them it it was Masterson. We should look for him. Uh, they, they find signs that he, 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 the, the, you know, his old lab, yada, yada, you know, the usual stuff. Let's get to the good stuff here. So Bulkhead begins getting phantom sensations from his body, which is scary. Um, but he's like, oh my God, I feel like I'm smashing through stuff and running around. And then they turn on the news and oh my God, Bulkhead's body is smashing through stuff and running around. Specifically in a fusion power plant. Yeah, alright, so here, first, first insane thing in this bit. They call this a solar fusion power plant. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that this power plant, one, is capable of recreating the, the process of stellar fusion? Yes. Two, this is... In the middle of Detroit. You can't have shit in Detroit. 
moving on, Masterson says he needs what does he say? Like, well, first 40- of all, first of all, he says I'm the headmaster, by the way, yes, which cringe of naming yourself. Um, and then he goes on air and he's like, I need seven hundred billion dollars to be delivered to me personally <laughs> by some DAC. Or I will kill everyone in the state of Michigan. Now, that sounds like a lot. But in 2050, due to inflation, it's actually only equivalent to today's $5.32. Yeah. <laughs> the shit got real bad. Yeah, so this is like the most dangerous plan any villain on the show has ever had up to this point. Like, consider what everyone else has been doing. Nanosec was just a guy who steals stuff. Soundwave just wanted a robot revolution. This dude's like, I'm going to detonate the core of a star. I mean, Meltdown was pretty homicidal. Yeah, but it's like low impact homicidal. Like, he just wanted to kill one guy and do a bunch of fucked up genetic experiments. Yeah. He didn't want to blow up Michigan. No, that's true. Well, I mean. Eventually, uh, maybe he could have. I'm not sure Masterson wants to blow up Michigan. He's just willing to. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't really. He he can go either way on it. Um, Yeah. So they. So Optimus has a plan to deliver this ransom. By the way, I guess we should talk about what a headmaster is. We forgot to mention. Oh, yeah. What it's. So it's what it sounds like, basically. It's a robot who's really good at blowjobs. It's. That's the throat goat, not the headmaster. <laughs> um, first of all, um, that's that's uh, an unused Beast Wars concept. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's a fusor. It's it's you combine a goat with those monkeys that have the inflatable throat sack. Yeah, howlers. Yeah. Um, it, it's if you've ever watched Garen Lagan, you know what a headmaster is. Yeah, um, a, it is literally Lagan. I think it's Lagan. That's the head. It's the head of Garen Lagan. Well, it's either Garen or Lagan. It's one or the other. And I think um, it's I think it's Lagan. And anyway, it's the head of Garen Lagan. It's a small robot head. One that difference. Gets... You, yeah. Now, because normally, actually, they are not robots. This is a very important distinction. Right. Yes. Normally, they are mechanically enhanced organics. Uh, in G one, they're from a planet called Nebulon, which are basically filled with normal humans in the um, comics they're like the military u.s military yeah and like in and idw the u.s military sucks and the idw scorponok with the help of the u.s military uses this technology one of the main human characters gets turned into a headmaster it's very fucked up he, um, he forms a, a lifelong unbreakable bond with sunstreaker and then one of them dies and the, the bond still ain't broken and that won't cause any uh horrible mental trauma at all but basically, a headmaster is like, and sometimes in, in a lot of the Japanese shows, headmasters are human pilots who can pilot a, a non-alive robot body called the Transtector. I think that's how it works in, like, Victory and stuff. Um, but, like, it's... it's a, in the it's, more horrific ones, this is what you get. <laughs> yes. And in this one, and in, in uh, later in IDW with Titan Masters and all that shit, like... Sometimes you get head jacked, and that's just how it is, you know? And again, um, with Sunstreaker. Like with Sunstreaker. But yeah, that's what headmasters are. Normally they are not this, but you know. But but so, first of all, this is our first appearance of, of animated Prime's like G1-style trailer, which I like. Um, but they, they roll up to the power plant to give 
headmaster the money and immediately yeah so so what just to backtrack a little bit after like uh a headmaster cuts the transmission everyone's like well shit what are we gonna do and optimus is like we're gonna give him the money and sumdak you're gonna give it to him um and sumdak's like uh uh and optimus is like wink i got a plan the plan is okay we have a lot of plans to discuss in this portion of the episode. So first of all, Masterson says, great, I'm going to use this money and I'm going to bounce. Also, I'm not going to stop the reactor from exploding. I don't care about that. I'm going to take the money. I'm going to leave. And then the government will want to hire me to stop this from happening again by buying my headmaster units. Now, one problem. Here's an issue. Henrolled. You went on television without a. You went on television with your normal face and announced that you did this. Yeah, but they'll need his stuff anyway. No, they don't. You you understand? You know what? He's not wrong. When have you seen a war criminal charged? That's true, but like you know, the thing is, he's not. He doesn't actually work for the government yet, so maybe they would just steal his technology and like bury. That's him also in a true. Somewhere. Yeah. He would, yeah. he would he would stroll with the CIA and goes, "You guys should hire me." And then he's just steal he's a single single uh, aging emo, so yeah, emo that, gamer. So what right. what what could he really do? Regardless, I really feel like that plan is not going to go the way he wants. Uh, second of all, the plan that the plan that Prime had was to instead of put anything in the in the truck in the, in the trailer it's just this is the funniest shit it's just bulkhead's head who jumps out of the trailer and bites him yeah he literally is the post that's just bites you and bites you and bites you and bites he's, you he's fucking misfortune from Skullgirls. girls she's doing the like om nom nom command grab her head gets you <laughs> since yes yeah, it is also shockingly effective it now, works a lot of this is because Bulkhead, so as Bulkhead does it, like, between his, like, gagged mouth of, of the metal inside his mouth as he, you know, attacks Masterson, you hear, I want my body back! And all the other Autobots, you know, obviously start fighting Headmaster. Um, they're kind of getting their ass kicked for a little while, though. Because he's weaponized the Headmaster unit. Meanwhile, Fanzone, Sumdak, and Sari are trying to stop the reactor. The may I remind everyone, stellar fusion reactor from exploding. <laughs> Look, I just don't think it's safe. Look, here's the thing: nuclear energy is much safer than people think. It is. Stellar fusion and- is not safe. Yeah, nuclear energy is both safer and cleaner than many many other forms of energy also this fucking thing is just in a room it doesn't seem well shielded and it is just like a fine i just don't think having the literal core of a star in the middle of a metropolitan area or on earth is a good idea (laughs) and you know what that's how you know some deck made this place (laughs) (laughs) um eventually like the autobots are able to sort of beat masterson back but like masterson's the one who's like oh shit this place is gonna blow see you suckers um and tries to fly away and bulkhead's like damn if only i was in my body so i could catch my body that's running away with my wrecking ball and 
Optimus is like has a brain Jimmy Neutron brain blast and it was like Homer Simpson, damn, I wish I had a wrecking ball. Uh oh, oh man, my grapplers, I wish I had a wrecking ball. I think all he says is my grapplers, and then he just swings bulkhead <laughs> at him. And that works. But then Masterson deploys the se- <laughs> the second escape mechanism because the first time we just deployed jets and the headmaster here, but then it turns out this thing can transform into a little man and run away. And he does. He just gets away. Well, yeah. I mean, a- be- after after he's brought down the first time, um, sorry is able to use the key to reattach Bulkhead's head. Yeah, but it's um, backwards. But it's backwards. Um, and then, yeah, Masterson becomes... Runs. He's like, you haven't even seen my final form. <laughs> and then, then he's he just the smallest becomes, guy. <laughs> yeah, he literally becomes Lagan. Um, and he runs away. And everyone's like, we can't deal with that right now. The fucking reactor's about to explode. And it says, like, five minutes to reactor meltdown. And Bulkhead has a great idea. Because the thing is, apparently... All right. Apparently, the only way... To stop this thing from exploding. It's literally the end of Fallout 3. <laughs> literally the end of Fallout 3. You have to go in there physically and physically push the fuel rods back into place. And for some reason, this would also affect Cybertronians. Yeah, it would um, kill a, an Autobot. It's which literally make... Fox looking at you and saying, <laughs> not this time, friend. You must do this alone. <laughs> Sorry, but... die. But what I imagine is that that means that the radiation that thing is giving off is insane, which gives me some concerns in a little bit because Bulkhead's big idea is that he creates a sculpture to go in and do it empowered by Sari's key. First of all, they have five minutes. I feel like, well, first of all, Prime is immediately like, I'll go do it. I'll sacrifice myself. Yeah. Th- first of all, yeah. So this thing is like literally the elephant foot. Yes. Um, and... Anyway, they like make a really and like Bulkhead's head is on backwards, so he's like, "I need you guys to help me," but I have an idea, and they they are able to put together this robot. And sorry, and sorry gives it the gift of life <laughs> to die painfully. So they send this thing in, and it's literally melting as it's touching these things, trying to push them back into place. Yeah, like this is this is just Chernobyl. Hopefully, it was only like barely autonomous and had like a command line and it didn't have a soul because hoy ay ay um it's okay it'll be memorialized forever so that's the thing after this thing is decoration yeah so here's my concern this thing is finished it's half melted the day is saved we cut to bulkhead's art gallery where this thing is sitting there as a sculpture now if no one has a geiger counter no one needs to know how everyone in this room has triple cancer quadruple cancer cancer too like this thing touched the core of a star that's not how radiation works it's fine it just gets once you leave the zone you're good it's just it's just a normal thing yeah now that i do have a question of how it came out yeah who went in there to get it yeah (laughs) <laughs> they have to like that is that is a question i have a real concern about it's fine some, it's fine some... listen i've i played a lot of fallout fallout and i know that as soon as you leave the irradiated zone you are no longer irradiated yeah they just took a they just, they just like chugged rad away and took a bunch of rad yep. x rad like, x yep mm-hmm. 
get rid of that shit. Uh, they they just ho- they hosed it down with like a fire hose full of Radaway and got addicted to pork and beans. Damn it! Always happens. Um, but yeah, then you know Optimus is like, ah, finally I see the I see the meaning of art now, and the because it's about feeling, and this one makes me feel good, and we see that no, it makes him feel proud. Proud because we see that bulkhead cut the the wall that he that he like dot matrix printed that portrait on of all the autobots and it's very nice but still the the extremely radioactive half melted robot sculpture died all right let's fucking sprint let's yeah let's boogie woogie 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 as meltdown would say or excuse me boogaloo um yeah to the questions i think we have one on twitter let's see we do we do have one on twitter this is, of course, at Mommy Amcha, who asks, what household appliances would you most want to be man-sheened into if you had to? I'm partial to microwave for more convenient pizza bagels. Yeah, I mean, I guess like an oven. Hmm, let's see. I think I would like... I want to... I want someone... I want to build a soda stream into my body. Just like infinite soda. Okay. Okay. We're going, we're going full Cronenberg here. I think this is what Crimes of the Future is about. Um, it is <laughs> um what's the coolest machine to get attached to your body oh, i mean cool, like the coolest i mean a, a like laser gun no nah, it's definitely a laser sword but that's like not a machine you know what i mean uh, if it's like a okay laser chainsaw there we go that's a machine there yeah uh, that i'll give you um so, yeah. Black Arachnia Lovebot asks oh, if missed, the... I think you missed oh. one from Aurora Animated. No, that was the s- second one. Well, uh, yeah, so we just did Twitter. First one from Aurora Animated. Oh, sorry. Who is at the top of the list of people you'd like to be kidnapped by? That was uh, the first one. Yeah, sorry. Uh, who's at the top of the list of people you'd like to be kidnapped by? I mean, no one, <laughs> to yeah, be no. frank. Um, I wouldn't enjoy being kidnapped. Um, I guess, like... Huh. I guess some like anarcho communists would be okay. Yeah, like like are we if they were taking over or quote kidnapped. Yeah, are we talking like kidnapped or like like a hostage situation? I'd be okay with a hostage situation with the right folks, you know. Right, to hang out with some guys for a little while. Yeah, I don't. Really I mean, have it wouldn't be okay with moment. it. Like, it would be a traumatic experience no matter what. But like, yeah. I I can't I don't have an answer for this one. All right, now from Black Arachnia Lovebot. If the Autobots and Decepticons were rival bowling teams, how do you think they'd fare? I mean, to- I think they would both suck at it. <laughs> Total bowling alley destruction. Just, I mean, consider all right. Consider you have number one. Probably Lugna be the only one who's good at it. Number one, Lugna doesn't even have hands. I mean, he's got big old claws. Those are hands. They're just not you good hands. Hold a bowling ball in claws. I'm sorry. I mean, you could again, just not the proper way. No. He, what if you got like a, a custom bowling ball with like slits instead of holes for him to? God. <laughs> Second of all, Blitzwing is there. That's all. You, anytime Blitzwing gets in, into any sort of competitive environment, you know things are going to go badly. I mean, Bulkhead said, like, none of them are good. Yeah, Literally, the only person who'd be good at this is Prowl. And maybe Optimus. Um, and maybe Black Arachnia. 
the bowling team I actually want to see, and this is the slight spoilers, but the one I actually want to see is the Starscream clone team. That's what I want. No, God. What, what, which continuity? There's so many options. This, this one. Yes, I, I, I understand. Um, oh, I love this one. From Skywarp's from, the one that's a weenie, right? Yes, he is, yeah. he is the coward in this one. Um, also from Black Arachne. I love bot. What video game do the audience get obsessed with? Who's a cod boy? Obviously, Bumblebee. Bumblebee's the cod boy. Prowl? I think Prowl Prowl becomes a pro DDR player. Or he gets way into Ancestors, the monkey game. It's like, oh, okay, okay. He loves nature. Um, bum, uh, bulkhead tanks on MMOs. Yeah, I think he also plays like chicory because he loves he loves art. Optimus, uh, Optimus is like a strategy gamer. I think Optimus plays the original StarCraft, and that is it. That is Optimus it. plays XCOM and cries every time one of his soldiers die. No. So oh god, he's a fucking fire emblem player. <laughs> yes. Ratchet uh, doesn't know what a video game is. Ratchet plays Ratchet, Pong. Yeah. Ratchet doesn't, <laughs> yeah. Um from Slipstream Sam. If Megatron's head had a hover chair like Modoc, would that be fucked up or what? Jesus Christ, that would be awful. What if his hover chair was his hand? That'd be sick. Also, if you want to see Megatron into a giant flying head, uh wait until we cover Beast Machines, I guess. One of Big several yikes. forms he takes during that show. All of them more confusing than the last. Lackrackney Lovebot asks, which of the Autobots is most likely to be likely to become possessed by the TF2 Islander? I mean, I guess... Ratchet. I would say Optimus, just because not in this continuity, but historically, he's the only one of these Autobots who uses a sword. True. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's probably got to be Optimus. And then... The final question from Robin is Prime. Combine TF with TF2 in any way you can. Like, give the Mercs alt modes or kin or something. First of all, before I get into this answer, um, when TF2 came out... Uh, sorry, when trans... When... Let me redo this. <laughs> <laughs> when me... Team Formers 2 came out, yes. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Trans um, Fortress 2. I didn't say that either. But for, for clarity's sake, when... Um, Re- uh, Revenge of the Fallen came out. Right. It was very confusing to me to be online at that place because that was back when I was playing TF2 at the most. Um, oh, yeah, so I would like... see all these posts about like, like people who were going to be in TF2, and I was like, "Shit, when? How did Valve land that person to voice someone? Like, who are they voicing? What the fuck?" And then it was John always Turturro and TF2. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? How did they get that? And then it was always Transformers instead of Team Fortress. So. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just want to say that. But alt modes. I mean, this feels like pretty easy to me. Um uh Scout would be a Motorcycle. batting cage. Oh, I see. We're going very <laughs> literal. I was going to go with motorcycle or uni- <laughs> motorized unicycle. Um Scout would be an e-scooter. <laughs> yes. Um Pyro would be, I think, like a dirigible of some sort. Yes. Um, heavy, heavy would be a machine gun. I'm sorry, he's a gun former. Yeah, he's like a heavy weapons platform. Um, sniper would be a piss truck. <laughs> now what is now? Is that just a tanker truck full of piss? Yep. Great. That's a lot of piss. Yeah. Listen, 
we we've established that Gerardi can uh come over to uh, a transformer. Soldier is like a, a missile command, like a missile tank. Like one of those uh, yeah, I think he's just like a, a good old a good old fashioned tank. Medic or is an ambulance. <laughs> See, I was gonna say medic is an operating table. He's medic like is Perceptor, a... <laughs> but he turns into a horrible medical table. No, sorry, medic is a really skinny flight mode. Oh, he's like a yeah, he's like a fucking. He's pharma. He's literally pharma. Oh, I always forget pharma turns into a fucking jet. What an asshole! Little skinny, little skinny metal hawk ass jet. <laughs> um, Let's see. Yeah, uh, but he's literally pharma. Pharma. Engineer, engineer turns into a bull. The, I was gonna <laughs> say dispenser. <laughs> oh my god! No, that's perfect. He turns into the dispenser. He's dispenser. a triple changer. He turns into the triple changer. He turns into the dispenser and the turret. Yeah, uh, and and the teleporters. Yes. Uh, who do we have? Spy. Spy's the hardest one. Um, I think Spy turns into, like, a coupe. Yeah, like a classic fucking French Or like car. an Aston, or like an Aston Martin. Oh, yeah, like a Bond car. Yeah, yeah, like a Bond, Bond car. And then he fucks your mother. And then he fucks your mother. That's just outlier. Boy. And that, and that's why Fanzone hates machines. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! We did it! We did it! <laughs> We've been Prime Cuts. You can follow us on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod and join the Discord where we will be terrifyingly imminently streaming Revenge of the Fallen. Not that soon, actually, because I have to take a lot of time off. But Look, even though it's like three or four weeks away, it's still like looming large in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to miss that, folks. If only so you don't leave me alone. No, you do. You do. Maybe this is in do. fact this is in fact our biggest advertisement to possibly leave the Discord. <laughs> You're gonna wanna miss this one, folks. <laughs> it's no good. Uh, I'm Nero. You can find me on Twitter at DragonSnoocher. You can find my various other projects over at uh Heidelin Radio, that is Radio Free Heidelin, my comprehensive Final Fantasy XIV online podcast I do with my friend Jane, who I also did a Shira show called At Podcast of Power with. And I am also on at Disney Minus Pod talking about all the slot Michael Mouse serves up to us. Next episode is going to be on the Rescuers, which I unfortunately will not be on. But, you know, if you like mice, I guess you can watch that one. It's mostly about mice and moonshine. And really good music. And really good music. Um, Yeah. I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum Prime. That's my funny robot internet joke. You can listen to the other podcast I do called Pot of Greed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh. You can find it on Twitter at Pot of Greedcast. Um, you can also go over to Moonshot Network and throw a couple bucks their way to listen to some Patreon content that I've been on lately, including an episode of Chaps in the Making, a Pokemon Showdown bro- uh, bracket, and uh, Once Missed Wonders, a podcast about seeing classic movies for the first time. Um, oh, that sounds fun. I like that. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Uh, I was on for their Close Encounters of the Third Time. Of the Third nice. Kind. Third Kind. I'm great. I was thinking thinking, seeing it for the first time. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. We're done. The Fifth the Kind is time. anal. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, also head over to Noise Space Network where you can find this show and many others, um, including... Uh, uh, zero to zero and uh, 
uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to die and a bunch of other stuff. And just a just a quick little preview. If you like Kingdom Hearts, you should keep your eye out for a new Kingdom Hearts podcast from one Sam Canning coming soon. Insider info. I don't. I don't know when it's coming out. I'm not that much yeah. of an insider. I saw a poster <laughs> on Twitter though. Um, and with all that being said, until next time, I am going to. Um, oh God, what am I going to do? Um, I'm leaving all this. I'm on. going to. I'm going to search out my dog and my daughter so I can do some normal family bonding with them. And not make anything hideous out of them. Transform and roll out. I am going to get online so I can pwn some noobs in the most epic of manners. Transform and roll out to total ownage. I knew you were going to do this and I really wish you hadn't. Peach! Peach! Peach!